Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is the first time I am not going to be sharing information about marketing, branding, social media. I'm actually going to be sharing a very personal story that I hadn't planned originally on sharing about my health journey. And then I thought about it and said, you know what, I should share this because I might be able to connect with someone else uh, the same way that somebody connected with me and didn't even know it at the time. So today, we are going to be talking about my journey with removing my breast implants, my explant story, how I started on this journey, what made me start thinking about changing uh, my my decisions on uh, my health, and also how it went and answering questions that I'm commonly asked. Now, I recently made a post about the day of my surgery, and many, many people sent me direct messages, asking questions, expressing concern, uh, wanting to know uh, why I was doing it, what kind of health issues I was experiencing, and just generally an outpouring of love and support, which made me really decide to share more of this journey and, and make this podcast. So I'm excited to dive in. And if you have any questions uh, about your own journey, or if you are contemplating or considering, please feel free to send me a direct message on Instagram. That is the best place to message me and to connect with me there so that I can help in any way, shape, or form. I'm happy to answer any and all questions. Okay. So when I first had my surgery, I think I was 19, maybe 20. So this was a long time ago. This was like 23 plus years ago. And I had struggled for many, many years with mental health issues, anxiety. I have been diagnosed with OCD. I've had that since I was six years old. And I had extremely low self-esteem. And I was definitely concerned about um, feeling like I could be thinner. I had an eating disorder for over a decade. I wanted to look a certain way. And I thought that if I had this surgery, it would make me more confident. It would make me more beautiful. And that's what I should do. And so I had the surgery very admitted, admittedly now that I look can look back on it and think, you know, I made the the choice to do it for the wrong decision. And um, this is not a podcast or a message about not having any kind of plastic surgery or doing anything to improve yourself. I completely support anyone in their decision to do what makes them feel the best. Um, for me, I realize now looking back on it that I was making that decision not from a place of wanting to live my best self but a place of insecurity. And so for me personally, that's just my story at that young age that I made that decision. Now, my first set of implants were saline. And I had some issues with that, uh, the, the placement and fast forward a number of years, I ended up having a second set. Uh, I swapped that out and had silicone put in. So I've had both different types. And over two decades plus, I have had these objects in my body. And I had been aware of the health issues that other people had had. And I thought, well, I don't really have those exact issues or I don't really have anything extreme. Now, over these decades, I have had so many un quote unquote unexplainable 
unrelated physical symptoms from extreme fatigue and exhaustion to mood disorders as far as feeling uh, extremely anxious, having panic attacks, obsessive compulsive, uh, you know, anxiety that was heightened um, to just a general feeling of not being motivated, not wanting to get up, not wanting to do small, simple things like taking the dogs for a walk or even taking the dogs outside to brain fog, stomach issues, food allergies, facial rashes, um, just so many things, hormonal issues, thyroid issues, just uh, the list goes on and on. And they were so spread apart and usually one or two things at a time that I went to so many doctors that said, you know, never once, never once did I go to a doctor that said, do you know that maybe you should look into having an explant? Not once. And so I've had all of these weird things go on for a number of years. And I think the main thing for me was honestly the fatigue. I did not know how exhausted and unwell I was until I had the surgery. I can't believe I lived like that for so long. And, um, you know, I diminished these symptoms thinking, oh, I'm not really that sick because I would watch videos and interviews with women who were really, really sick. And I would say, oh my gosh, okay, that's not me. So I don't qualify for that. And I also thought it had to be only physical symptoms, meaning, um, you know, anxiety or uh, mood or depression or any of those things. I thought, okay, well then it's, it's gotta be a physical symptom. So I didn't understand it. Fast forward, I've been thinking about it off and on, but nothing seriously until I was having dinner with some dear friends of mine at the California Association of Realtors event last year. This was, I think, in November of last year. And I was having a conversation with a friend. Uh, there was you know, several side conversations going on. And my, my friend Barb across from me starts talking about one of her dear friends. And I don't even know how I heard it or what distracted me. But she was telling the story of how her friend was so sick, so sick, that she had this surgery and it changed her life. And she showed a picture. This is the weird part. What an odd picture to show. But I'm so grateful that she did. She showed a picture of like before and after of her feet and specifically her toes and her toenails. And I saw this picture and I said, oh my gosh. This is wild because that's how my toenails look. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably like, yeah, but toenails, that's odd. So I always have polish on. So I rarely see my toenails without polish unless I'm getting the polish changed. And I noticed for a long while that I would see white stripes, like like vert- or horizontal white stripes on my toes. And I thought, oh, that's kind of weird, but I never thought I never thought anything of it she had the same thing on her toenails. And I thought, oh my gosh. And I just like had this moment. I don't know. I know it sounds listening to it. It's probably like, well, that was kind of an odd thing to make you decide to do this. But there was just something about it. Like I had this sense that the universe, that God, that was like, hey, wake up. You need to hear this story. So my friend Barb got her and I connected. And then she said, hey, you know, there's this documentary that you can watch. The documentary is called Explant. And so I literally watched it two days later. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of food for thought. 
So I decided I was going to look into it. And I talked a lot about it with my husband. And, you know, there was a lot of, well, what if you go through this whole thing and like nothing happens and you're not really that sick? And, you know, it's a, it's an expensive surgery. I don't know anyone personally who's been able to have it um, taken care of with insurance. It was definitely an out-of-pocket cost and it is a is a large investment. So there was all these things that I was like, oh, I don't know. Well, I, I decided compelled. I was compelled to just like make this appointment. So I went online. I Googled, um, you know, surgeons who performed this specific explant procedure they talked about in the documentary that's called N-Block, E-N-B-L-O-C, basically removing all of the tissue that was even touching the implant. And I found um, Dr. Ashley Howarth here in Scottsdale. And so I found myself making an appointment. I made the appointment. I still was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And I went to the appointment and um, we talked about it and we talked about the different options. And we talked about, well, what does that look like after you've had, you know, implants for so long? And also, you know, what will happen afterwards. And, and she talked about the different options and there are different options. Um, I, I'm not, I didn't have the options, so I can't speak to it personally, but I believe there was some kind of possible maybe fat transfer option. Um, and I decided to do nothing. I did, I just had the removal. And so, um, I booked my appointment and I still was like, wait a minute, what am I, what am I doing? What if this, like, what if nothing happens? And so I said, okay, I need one more sign. I need one more super specific sign that I cannot mistake as a sign that says you need to be doing this. So fast forward to January, I'm at the Inman conference. I'm at the Baccarat hotel. I'm having a lovely breakfast with a group of people, some who I knew and some who I didn't know. And this amazing human sits across from me. I did not know her. Again, side conversations, I'm talking to someone else and I hear something she says. And I said, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? And she says, I I just had an explant six weeks ago and it was the best decision I ever made in my life. And then she showed me pictures of her face before and after. And she looked like a new human. She looked vibrant and healthy and she just looked different. And I'm like, okay, well, that was my sign. I'm getting chills just like thinking about it because that was like the clearest sign I could ever imagine. I didn't even know this person. So I said, I'm doing it. This was my sign. And um, I went in, had my surgery. Um, For me, the recovery was super easy. I didn't have any pain, no bruising. Um, And so I started noticing right when I woke up, right when I woke up in the recovery room, I was able to take a very deep inhale. And that wasn't like really one of my list of like, quote unquote, symptoms. But I remember I would I would slow count, you know, how you count, you know, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, I would only be able to get to four for a deep inhale. And when my surgery was over, I got to seven. And I thought, wow, that's that's wild. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get, you know, too excited about that. Four days after the surgery, my body's still healing. Keep in mind, I was awake past five. And I know you're like, well, of course you're awake past five. No, I would have to lie down at 3 p.m. out of exhaustion every single day. I barely wanted, I never wanted to make dinner. I would go to bed after dinner. As soon as dinner was over, I just was like, that's all I can do. I was up after five. I wanted to go for a dog walk. I made dinner. I just felt like, oh, I could take on another project. And so little by little, but it happened so quickly, I started feeling clear. 
I started feeling so calm. I have not had an anxiety or a panic attack. I've had more creativity. I actually have wanted to move my body and go to the gym. I didn't even, I never even wanted that. I can stay up until eight now, which I know again, people are thinking eight o'clock is so early, but I didn't know. I didn't know that I was feeling like this. And so um, I'm so glad I did it. I feel so incredibly good. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. I know that it's a privilege to be able to, um, you know, have this surgery and be able to afford it. And it is expensive. And had I known then what I know now, I would have done this surgery years ago. Um, I... I will tell anyone I'm here and open for any questions, concerns. Um, if you want to know more details, I'm I'm happy to share. Please send me a direct message on Instagram, and I'd love to share my story and you know talk with you if you need some support as well. Obviously, if you're listening and you're not in the Arizona um, area, then I you know I'm happy to refer you to the person that I went to um, as well. But I um, wanted to share this because a lot of people have been privately sending me direct messages. And I just think it's important to share my story because somebody listening, maybe it will inform, maybe it will help, maybe it will support. So for that, I thank you so much for listening to this personal story today. And I look forward to chatting with you on Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you then.